Hello, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay, quiet. That's enough. This is a podcast by my dad and my uncle. They talk a lot about music. Like, a lot. A lot. So please sit back and enjoy. I think they are going to start in about 14 seconds. Hi there, welcome to another episode of BG's Broken Records. My name is Bob. I'm Gare. And we are together again, face to face, hiding in the basement of a house because it's the quietest place in the world. So if you hear any noises, it's probably young kids jumping around, shooting Nerf bullets at each other and screaming because it's Friday afternoon. Actually, that could be us because, you know, it is kind of true. wet the whistle time. Thank God the door is closed. That's true. Good point. Good point. So I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am to be sitting here with my buddy, Gare, who we just celebrated 37 years of hanging out together. Yes, sir. A few days ago, had lunch at a noodle joint down on West 4th Street in Detroit, near where I used to work as a kid. That was pretty awesome. Johnny's Noodle King, if you have a chance, on 4th Street in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> totally in the middle of nowhere. So... Then we agreed we're going to meet up, we're going to do a little podcasting, and we're just going to have a shitload of laughs. So we're going to do today's, today's is number 18. First, I want to let you know that we are supported by Found Sound Records at 234 West Nine Mile in Ferndale, Michigan. These guys, which I found out today, opened up in 2012. Okay. Which I think is ballsy. Records weren't back in 2012. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think when I was at like Best Buy and you started to see yeah. vinyl, sl- but it was yeah, a very ba- small section. I, exactly. And it was it was all new records. You know, oh, 100, it's got to be 180 grand record. Right. So, but these guys have miles. Okay, maybe I'm pushing it a little. Turkeys do fly in WKRP, right? Are we talking the size of Sam's Jams, Bob? <laughs> you know what? I was never there. Ooh. I'm never at Sam's Jam in Fashionable okay. Ferndale. But Found Sound has got a ton of stuff. First time I walked in there, I walked out with the Osmonds Phase 3. Nice. Five bucks. Mint condition. It, it could have been 10, and I would have paid it. Were there signatures from all the Osmonds no. in there? <laughs> no, just Jimmy. Um I got a Bee Gees main course. Nice. Uh, they also have, obviously, they have new stuff. I got Beach Bunny down there, which was on our top top 50 songs of the year so far, which is episode something way back. Picked up an old Buzzcocks. When I went in there to talk to Ray about uh, supporting us, I looked over his shoulder. Hey, is that the record day release of the Kinks Chronicles on red vinyl? Yeah, it is, Bob. Ooh, red vinyl. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. So I picked up that. They've got a ton of stuff. Go down and see Ray and the guys down there. Found Sound Records, uh, Monday through Friday. Give them the address again, Bob. Oh, sorry. Well, let me give them the dates. Oh, sorry. Monday through Saturday, 11 to 8. Sunday, 12 to 5. 234 West Nine Mile in Ferndale, Michigan. So thanks for supporting us. Okay. Now, this is number 18, if my memory serves me correct. And I'm in the process of putting together from a 10-year-old magazine the title of it is 
the 250 lost tracks you must hear before you die. Hmm. Okay. Obviously, we're on Spotify. I can find 230 of those 250 because some are really flipping rare. Did you really go through? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally, dude. High five. There you go. <laughs> High five. What, what do you think we were listening to in the car that day? <laughs> wow, man. Okay. 17 hours of music we're going to go through for you. That's because that's what we do. That's what we Darn do. It. So if you've got your if you've got your Bernadoodle and you're out walking in Hampstead Heath, you just say, Hey, just bear with me for 17 hours because right. I'm gonna go for a walk. Or if you're on Fort Street by the Ambassador Bridge <laughs> at heading, Johnny's Noodle King heading towards Dearborn, <laughs> you got some time. At one mile an hour. <laughs> in Newt. Yeah, right. You're just in driving no foot on the gas. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, so if you're with Henley up at, up, up at, uh, Hampstead Heath, go for a walk for 17 hours, whatever you do, we will entertain you. We will entertain you. So there will be a link when we start diving through, and I think it's going to be a three podcast episode because, you know, I found 10 or so that I really dug in the first 30. You and I agreed on a number of them. Some of these names and some of the tunes. What? What what was the one? Were we listening in the car, right? The fucker monkey or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there were some really yeah, right. I know. Oh, but what about that one I played you at uh, the Noodle King? Oh a, yeah, a, a really, really, really the old blues. blues tune, and it was the raunchiest song I've ever heard in my life. A little life. explicit, yes. But a little <laughs> from the '30s. Okay, so we're gonna put that together. But then I thought, well, wait a minute. These are other people's choices. So it's like Joe Bonamassa, guitar player. It's uh, awesome. the dude who sang uh, for Europe, Joey Tempest. You know, Johnny Van Zandt, you know. Only you would know the lead yes. singer's <laughs> name for Europe. <laughs> Sorry. We're talking so, the bad metal band Europe from the 80s? That The, the melodic rock band. Thank right. you. All right. Well, uh, let's not forget, was it Slayer? We will rock for Christ. Striper, striper, and they're they're uh, yellow and black. Were oh, their yeah. colors? Oh striper. yeah, striper. What did I say? Oh. Uh, I wonder. Here's here's the thing. We're so we were listening to that t- uh, 250 songs. I wonder if the band Glucifer ever warmed up for Striper. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Glucifer. So so what do you guys do? Well, we're in Glucifer. Really? Yeah. Oh, you remember what Lop wanted? He told. Uh, he, told dan and and myself and scott and he wanted to name our band f-u-x-l-e-d say it quick to yourself people you'll figure out what it is and i'm like i'm not naming a band kind of yeah yeah right Right. okay so i thought while we're going through all 17 hours of music for you what i would like to do is say hey these are 10 tunes that i really dig they're not guilty pleasures they're just Awesome songs. And I think you really, really have to hear them. Exactly. So, as always, we will have a, a list of of the songs in Spotify, a playlist that you can click on. Go to, a, go to you know, open up a new thing in, in, in your web browser or on your phone and play these 20 tunes. Gary's got 10. I've got 10. But, you know, Bob, it's not just the tunes it's the stories that we bring <laughs> that with you these tell. tunes. 
<laughs> that hopefully what? some of our audience members when were... your friend stole the cow, right? And, and you your know, friend tried to make it with the cow. And I don't want to. I want to give... party with you, cowboy. <laughs> I don't want to give away anything from my list, but there's a song on here that we played when cleaning up from an odding party when we had 250 people in the house. Let's. I'm just teasing, little. Teaser. I know it is a little teaser, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm drooling right now. Okay, so <laughs> so here we go, folks. Here's episode number eighteen. We're gonna go through ten tunes each, which which are not guilty pleasures. I would I would go see these these bands or play these songs full tilt in front of anybody because they are freaking awesome. So why don't we go mano a mano? You want to do that? Or I do think you? that's a great way to okay. do it. Who's going first? You go first. Moi? Okay, hold on. Okay, I've got my paperwork here. Um, I have a ton of music information from all music. My first tune that I picked out was, and Gare wants to keep, always wants to do this, and I haven't gotten around to it, uh, getting all my information on Americana music. Um, you know, the Wilco, the Sunvolds, and all those guys. We need to do an episode on 90s. It, Alternative country. Alternative country. Yeah. So my first one is Give Back the Keys to My Heart by Uncle Tupelo off mm. the Anodyne album. It's written by Doug Sham. And I, I guess he's a country player. I don't really know the guy. It was on their first major release for Sire Records, Anodyne was, and it was their final album together. It's a great meld of country and rock. And I'm just going to tell you, there's a lyric in there that makes me laugh every time. Okay, the lyric is, Give Back My TV. It don't mean that much to me. And while you're giving back my things, give me back the keys to my heart. Okay. Now that one ranks Whoa. up. Yeah, I know, deep. <laughs> but that ranks up there with Ben Folds. Remember when he demanded his black t-shirt back? You bitch. Greatest song ever. Hilarious. Greatest song ever. Give me my money back, you <laughs> Okay. That's my one. You go. Well, and I just want to, again, this whole show is always on just worthless cocktail party information. To back up for a minute, the Ben Fold thing, there's another song that ranks up there. Puddle of Mud, She Fucking Hates Me. <laughs> now, wasn't there an XFL football player called He Hate Me who would literally change his name to He Hate Me? No, he did. <laughs> Give me back my black T-shirt and she fucking hates me. <laughs> I just now that's poetry, my man. Yeah, I can see that from Puddle of Mud, though. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. And that's all. Yeah, right. Okay, go. Okay, I um, Bob had a lot of details on his. I had a tune, and I've got the year. Um, but what I'm kind of did with mine is more where I was in life when I heard it. Works for me. Um, so I I'm starting out with uh, Billy. Are you, are you gonna add in sober? Oh, uh, well, I'll have to because something on the list here is Got it. Yes, okay. libations were involved. Okay. So uh, always been a big fan of Billy Bragg. The tune is Greetings uh, to the... You? Yeah, I, I guess. <gasps> Gears in his angry mood. He's playing Billy Bragg. I know. I would, yes. I'd get in an angry mood and just a guy and a guitar. Um, and he's, you know, he's he's a big socialist, Commun communist, is, maybe. Well, He's and one. Hey, of, he's one of the two. There's nothing wrong with that. We support everybody here. Maybe there's a little. Yeah. Okay. A little it, bit. But, so Billy Bragg, greetings to the greetings to the new Burnett uh, from the album talking to the tax man about poetry. That's a. But you love that title. I, that title cracks me up every time. 1986. 
Um, I originally, I was at uh, Grand Valley and then over, you know, brought it with me to Academy and Kalamazoo and all that. But it's just, there's something about it. It's probably his biggest tune to date. Um, and Billy Bragg, he was just in town uh, a couple of weeks ago. I've never seen him. Yep, I know. I would like to have seen him. But he's done some back to the... It all Wilco. Thank he's you. done stuff with Wilco. Comes back. Have to you heard first... any of it? Oh, absolutely. I bought that disc back in the day. Really good. Okay, Gary, you want depressing? I just went through my all my CDs. I'd be a rich mother if I had not spent so much money on CDs. It is pathetic how much music I've got in that other room. So Bob's given me an idea for another show. What I just discovered when my basement flooded last uh, summer, and it was up above, so it didn't get wet, I have a box of cassettes that we could have a whole show on. Pull out a cassette from the box and see what it is. Do you have a cassette player? No. Right there. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I digress. Another show, but we're going to have pull out the cassette from the box. Dude, I still have the homemade one from you and I and Tom Carson's in East Lansing. That's in there, too. Okay. When we went. That I want to hear, dude. (laughs) Remember we went tune for tune? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We should make a copy of it and send it to Carson. We should. He would love it. Okay. You good? I'm good. My turn. Okay. Next one. I have no clue where I was when I first heard this. Had to have been on MTV for something. It's a band called Frewer. And and they they did one album for the most part. And the song is called Doot Doot. Great tune. And you may think that I'm a crazy fanatic when it comes to techno music which I'm not, but this tune is awesome. So they were a minor UK indie pop band. Sometimes it just works. So they, they called themselves for, basically it was, it was this guy wanted to do a recording process, couldn't find a band, got these guys in to do it, and they just recorded seven songs, and the guy just was testing out his equipment. They did Doot Doot, and it became a hit. Love it. How stupid is that? How do you not love the music world? Okay, but here's what's even more disgusting. It's got a good hook. I've got it on 12-inch vinyl in there and on CD. I remember going, <laughs> I remember spinning that in, in it's Kalamazoo. A great, it's a great tune. Oh, great tune. Great and tune. it's got the hook. Oh, it's, it's just, got it. Totally got a hook. Yeah. All your, right. Your turn. Um, I'm kind of all over the board here. So there's an artist, he's an R&B guy called Maxwell. And it, the name of the tune is Ascension. And I said to you, I go... You hit me to it when I was in... Um, it's, start, it's starting to come back to my memory now. Grand yeah. Rapids, yeah, 1996. Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm, I, I, I don't hate R&B. I can't say I'm, I gravitate... Was he a Jamiroquoi-like guy? Did yeah, he had a big, um, big Afro kind of thing going on. His hair's kind of short now, but... He just had that velvety voice, Bob. Oh, he had the he had oh. the oh he had the looks too. The Barry White, good-looking man. Just saying, um, <laughs> nice. Uh, but it, again, it's um, it's 1996. The album is called Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite, and it's just got a groove. It is okay. just again Maxwell Ascension. Uh, you hit me to it, and it is. It, it's kind of timeless. I still spin it every once in a while. Oh, there you go. Really good tune. Good so. music is good music. Now, I shouldn't mention this until the next 
till we do a review of all our episodes, which I think we're going to do next week. Right. Or in 30 minutes. One of the two. And uh, people were saying, hey, you don't put any music in your podcast, which is true. Well. Which is why I put a link to all these songs on Spotify. Folks, if somebody could show me. Please. How to, well, you can't select the portion of the song you want to hear. Right. It'll pick 30 seconds. You got to listen to the whole 30 seconds. And if you have Spotify Premium, when that song comes up, you've actually got to listen to the whole song. So that's why we don't do it. So Frewer's a great tune. Just go to the link and and, and You know hit, what? We should playlist. start doing it because then we might get noticed and then get a cease and desist. Just saying. I've already had one of those from Gene Simmons. Okay, so let's let that one go. Okay, my turn. Yes. Chesterfield Kings, Up and Down, off their album Psychedelic Sunrise. I, I know these guys. Dude, these guys, Monty literally burned they, illegally um, like six of their CDs and gave them to me. I know these guys. I, yeah, yeah. They vowed originally never to put out an album that sounded like the Rolling Stones post aftermath. So they wanted to sound like the Stones from 66 and earlier, and that was it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I had to talk about pigeonholing yourself. So so they were rhythm and blues sound. Uh, they borrowed heavily from uh, pre-66 Stones. Uh, so like any other underground sensation of the period, they arguably kick-started the 80s garage, uh, garage rock revival, which flourished in small circles until the end of the decade. This tune has got, it's a 2007 release, the the drum intro just the banging on the on the bass drum on the floor doom, do, 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 do. it's freaking awesome. All I think of is cigarettes when I hear Chesterfield. <laughs> <laughs> the Marlboro Man, uh, Chesterfield Kings, up and down, phenomenal. Go. Okay, we're gonna go from R and B and we're gonna swing over to jazz. So when I was trying, well, well, wait, wait, wait. Yes, there is a lot of jazz out there. All of a sudden, you're listening to it, and you're like, I'm getting a headache because too much fusion. This is not the case. Grover Washington Jr., his hit, his biggest album. This is a good album. 1975, Mr. Magic. You've you've got, um, it's from the album, Mr. Magic, but there's a, gr- I mean, there's, the whole album is just solid. The very first tune is called Earth Tones. And it's just great. He, uh, unfortunately, Grover passed away in 99, which, my God, I looked that up today. And I remember when he died, and I was thinking, well, it was probably 10, 15 years ago. And 22, 23, yeah. yeah. Uh, but again, it's the, and everyone's seen the album cover. He's on there. He's like in a pool. He's spitting out water. Uh, Will, Willie had that album. Great When album. I lived with him. Oh. Yeah. So again, Grover no, Washington, good disc. Mr. Magic, 1975. And it would, it's really, I mean, it, it's jazzy, but it's almost um, light It, it crosses over. It, it does. It crosses over. Totally, totally. You know, I started spinning uh, Sketches of Spain, Miles, the mm-hmm. other day. Oh. You know, and everyone's uh, blue. It's a great jazz album. It is. It is. It's great. If you're not in the mood. Correct. I mean, when I go in for surgeries, hey, I don't need anesthesia. Just put on blue. I'm out of here. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. Okay. My next one. Heard this on XM radio somewhere. One of the stations. Not sure what it was. 99 Shades of Crazy by J.J. Gray and Mofro. Fifth album, 2010, Georgia Warhorse. 
which supposedly is a really damaging cricket that just gets in and eats everything. Look what you learned I'm, on our I'm podcast. telling you. <laughs> okay, so so they, they play like Florida swampy music, yeah? All right. And it has got a beat, and it's basically saying, hey, lady, you're 99 Shades of Crazy, right? What a great title. Oh, it, it's That's a great title. But, but it is so great. So they, they said that they, they thought this album might cross them over into more popular music, but but the review was, the music is far too gritty, too poetically, sonically, and atmospherically rooted in vintage Southern soul, rock, and blues tradition to translate to uh, radio nowadays. The music is steeped in funky, greasy, slippery Southern R&B, blues, and rock. Dude, the album Georgia Warhorse, oh, War the whole thing, freaking awesome. You're driving on a two-lane road on a sunny day. 55 miles an hour, because you know you don't want to get a ticket by the cops. Roll down your window, put on Georgia War Horse. 70 minutes later, you're 70 miles away. Freaking awesome. Nice. I'm going to have to listen to that. Uh, Okay, Uh, my number four, 10,000 Maniacs, Peace Train. Great cover of Cat Stevens. Great tune. Uh, That's a a great album, too. Start to finish. Yep. Uh, Album is Campfire Songs, the popular, obscure, and unknown recordings of 10,000 Maniacs. Say that three times fast. But uh, I thought it was just In My Tribe. Nope. that's It's not on that album. I thought it was too. Huh. Nope. What's it, it on? The popular, obscure, and unknown recordings of 10,000 Maniacs, 1987. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear that. Could you repeat it for the third time? <laughs> it is on. And I mentioned it on... I might have mentioned this on a past podcast. Do I talk about the Natalie Merchant story? Yeah, you did. Sexist Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it again. My yeah. wife waited on her. <laughs> yeah. She's dunk. Yeah. I caught um, him at the Fox fourth row. Oh, it's pretty damn good. Her voice is amazing. It it is amazing. And she, where did I just? She was on. Um, I want to say Jimmy Fallon or something like that in the last year or two. Yeah, where is she gone? Hair's all gray, which is fine. Um, still sounds really good. Uh, this was a tune. Again, we were on Academy Street. Blew me away yeah. first time I great heard tune. it. Great, great tune. Great album. My turn. You hit me to this one. Happy When It Rains by the Jesus and Mary Chain. You had the, first, you had the previous album, mm-hmm. right? Psycho Candy, oh, which was album. just aggressive. Great album. And they had Bobby Gillespie on drums, who went on to form Primal Scream. Oh, oh. We, have, we have a friend that is a huge... Well, so am I. I don't know a lot about Primal Scream. Berg loves them. Yeah, I know. But they are great. So Happy When It Rains came off their next album, Dark Lands. I, I can actually listen to the whole album, which is pretty sweet. I just dig it. It's it's not off. It's not that crunchy, grindy, psycho candy stuff. It's more of a mainstream. Excuse me, mainstream album, and I dig it. For them, it was. It was a little bit of a change, but a lot. It, it was their poppy fuzz. Yeah, in the album that came out after that, you know, the tan cover with the big green in the center. Oh yeah, not good. Automatic, I think it was. I think you're right. Oh my God, I can pull stuff out. Look at that. You ever see him live, Gar? Well, I did, but you're did jumping ahead on oh. my list. I can I can jump around. Go to your jump then. Okay, I'll go to my... So, Jesus and Mary Chain, Sidewalking. It's from 1988. I just saw it was on an album called 21 Singles. But Bob and I were at the Riv. Riv. We are at the Riv, and we might have had a couple libations before we got there. And I walked up. I walked up to Bob and said, "When are they going to play Sidewalking?" And he goes, "They just did." 
And I'm like, oh. <laughs> can you play it again? <laughs> I was too loaded and I missed it. I, I did that at Clapton once. <laughs> I hope he plays Layla. He just finished it. How do you miss that three and a half minute coda? You know? And when we went to that show, I was like, oh, sidewalking. I can't wait to hear that. It's the one song I want to hear. Mm, just played it. Yep. Son of, and that's the only time I've seen him. Um, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. There's another one you hit me to. Tinseltown in the Rain by the Blue Nile. Ooh. Right? Off, 1984 off the album, A Walk Across the Rooftops. You know, I'd, I'd call it post-rock, post-new wave. It had some more style to it. It had a lot of good production qualities, great harmonies, great... little jazzy. Little, 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 little jazzy. shake of jazz in there. You know, um, they had Paul Buchanan, you know, his, his voice was right at the center of everything. It was an upbeat track. Great, great tune. Just good. Good 80s. Just, just great 80s. Right. Just grab, grab it off the uh, playlist, people. So I, I touched upon the Peace Train, uh, and Bob, you hit me... Which, uh, again, growing up in the 70s, uh, my mom had a couple of really big artists she liked. Petulia Clark, John Denver, and Cat Stevens was one of them. My mom used to be spinning Cat Stevens all the time. Dude, my older brother had, I think I've got five of his Cat Stevens albums in the other room. Awesome. Love them. So this was uh, T for the Tillerman, which you Great album. had in your collection, uh, Miles from Nowhere, just phenomenal, 1970. And I can't remember if Where Do the Children Play is on that album, but that is a great one-two punch. Miles from I Nowhere. I believe it is. Well, you know who hit me to that was Tommy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He loved that tune because I think a gal that he loved loved that tune. You know who we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But again, the 70s over at 419 McKinley. A lot of Cat Stevens going on. And my dad was also spinning Arthur Fiedler and the Boston Pops. When they were on public TV, my dad would be like, you can't change the channel. Well, I'm oh my God, Dad. And it's like, Arthur Fiedler, Boston Pops are on tonight. Now, when your dad got was feeling a little sassy, did he pull out Herb Albert? Uh, <laughs> my dad was fun. No, he, he liked jazz, um, but specific. My dad would just put on a jazz station, and there was nothing... He liked Muzak, kind of background, yeah, right? But he liked jazz. So do we, we do your work, let it go in the background. Exactly. Got it. Here's one we're not going to be able to find. I don't think on Spotify. I sent you a link to it a year ago, year and a half ago. It's a she's a bluegrass guitar player, Molly Tuttle, doing a cover version of Dandelion by the Stones, all by oh, herself. I remember that. Her guitar playing is amazing. Her voice is amazing. So she's a gifted acoustic and banjo player, made a name for herself uh, as a young a young girl. She was playing with her parents at 10 and 12 years old. Uh, she's an she's an in-demand collaborator in virtu virtuosic flat-picking, claw-hammer, and cross-picking guitar styles. You mean she's talented? She is. You got Dandelion by Molly Tuttle. Don't be scared off by the shaved head. I don't know why she did that. It's amazing. Go ahead. So on Bob's theme with the uh, Frewer, doot doot, 1984, Art of Noise, and the album is Who's Afraid Of, Art of Noise. The tune is Moments in Love, and it is just, there's something, and Art, Art of Noise, I first got hip to them, they uh, covered the Peter Gunn theme song. Oh, for sure. And, great, great one. And it is just pop with a lot of noise, just that 80s sound effect 
like just pulling things and and this tune is this super mellow and it repeats the same hook just repeats it repeats it moments in love art of noise 1984 great tune and all 80s it's just an all 80s tune yeah there you go unguarded moment the church 81 god we're not picking anything post 2000 are we oh we did jj graham mofro 2010 so we're safe okay i saw the church one time i've seen them once (laughs) the only tune i wanted to hear was the unguarded moment and guess which tune they didn't play the unguarded moment bastards it's a great hook came off of uh i think their first album it's and no disrespect to the church we've got a friend who absolutely loves them and right, he, but he also he also loves can, he could never find anyone to go with them and I went three times and after the third time I was like I'm good you know I mean they play oh we saw them at the Ark in Ann Arbor uh, I saw them at the uh, the Fillmore you know again no disrespect don't need to see them anymore look it's a great tune that's all I'm gonna say go the Cult 1985 She Sells Sanctuary the best one of the best rock tunes ever. Oh, I started out on Hill. The album Love is one of the best albums ever. Now, you know what? I found interesting. You probably know this. Um, I thought that was their first album. It's not. No, they were the uh, they were the Sonic Death Cult, weren't they? Wasn't it the Sonic Death Cult? Well, their first album as the Cult was called Dreamtime from '84. Ooh. But you're right. I think they were the Southern Death Cult. Southern Death Cult, yeah. But the but as the Cult, I thought Love was their first, first. album, and their first album as the Cult was Dreamtime. Okay. But I started out on Hilbert with that when you could get. You know, the, um, what was it, the Marlboro Lights, it was a, like a 22-pack that Nathan and I would buy and then get a 15-pack of Strohs, sit at the bar. 11, and, 11 smokes and oh, and seven and a half beers apiece. We would spin this, the Jesus and Mary chain. Fine Young Cannibals. Nothing like smoking cigarettes inside your apartment at the bar. Oh, God. I, I'm out of breath just listening to that story. Now... I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, so we saw the cult at the State Theater. We went to Union Street before. Mm-hmm. 2010? Was that, and and that was an anniversary for you. At, yeah, at work. But I can't, I think I saw him twice. Or maybe, I, oh my gosh, we got kids coming down the stairs. Oh my gosh. Hold on, people. Pause. Here's an intermission. So I don't know what year it was, but I remember getting at Car City Records up on Harper a Southern Death Cult CD. Okay. Awful. Freaking, I couldn't sell it. They suckered me into buying it. I think I paid five or ten bucks for it because you couldn't find it. I think I got a dollar for it. I wish I would have seen when, remember when Ian went on tour with, with the, the doors? doors? Gosh, I wish I would have seen that. Would that. Have been, that would have been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, okay, go ahead. 1973, my favorite band of all time. One of the two or three. Mata Hoople. Honolulu Boogie from their album Mott. Gotta love these guys. So what do you name, what's your band? Mott the Hoople. What are you going to name the album? Mott. What about the next one? Well, we're going to name it the Hoople. <laughs> Seriously? See, now that's brilliant. <laughs> just brilliant. <laughs> that's just funny. Dude, I'm two steps ahead of you. That's right. So so this song, this song is, is kind of like, he wrote a book. He wrote a book um, about a year, on, or an American tour. And it's just about how boring 
touring is. You wake up in a hotel. Sounds terrible. And it's all about them going to pawn shops and missing their, their significant others and one of the band members doesn't like to fly. Why do you think they, they were all alcoholics? Well, no, no shit. Nothing to do. So I think I think the book is called Diary of a Rock and Roll Star. It's a it's a great book. It's 170 pages. It's a quick read. But this album is kind of a lament. It came out after all the young dudes broke them as a national UK and in the US band. But it was like it it's just kind of a melancholy song, but it's awesome. It it boogies, but it it's melancholy. And then you've got the Ballad of Mata Hoople, and then you've got All the Way from Memphis, and it's all about being on tour. But talk about these guys getting old. I just saw a thing yesterday. Bill Wyman is 86. And how old is how old's Ian? Oh, Ian, Ian for sure is 81. Yeah, he's broken the 80 yeah, so, seal. Yeah. So I flew to Manchester to see Mata Hoople, all original, sans the drummer because... He had some form of a neurological disease, and he couldn't hold the drumsticks. That's what Frampton's got. Frampton's getting slowly where he can't hold the guitar anymore. Yeah, and uh, so they got Martin Chambers from the uh, oh, from the uh, Pretenders, Pretenders. Nice. Which the, I thought the show was awesome. The guys I was with, they still take the piss. Right. They, they didn't like it that much, but okay. Honolulu Boogie Mott the Hoople, not off the album the Hoople, off the album Mott. Go Gear. <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay, uh, I am down to number nine. So the Who, Who Are You, uh, 1978, the last album for Keith Moon. And I remember seeing an interview. I've got it on cassette. Nice. That's the only way I've got it. The one thing I'm going to say, because it's all about me, uh, Who Are You, the rock song, Who Are You, is a song that I have spun more than any other rock song. The only tune that would maybe uh, be a close tie, Brown Sugar by The Stones. But Who Are You, for some reason, uh, and I finally gotten sick of it at age 57, but I have spun that tune so many times. And it's a great album, too. Well, you know how much I dig the Allman Brothers. I haven't pulled them out in a decade. I, I went 15 years without listening to Beatles because I had spun them so much. I'm having a hard time listening to replacements. I can't. Yeah, you spun the shit out of I those spun, guys. And I can't, and I still love them. And I, I know. And once in a while, Westerberg will do a solo tune. I'll be like, oh my God, finally some fresh meat. But here's the, the classic of Where Were You? So that tune and that album, so off of who, you got Trick of the Light. Um, Sister Disco. Sister Disco. Um, Guitar in the Pen. Guitar in the Pen, good tune. That's a good tune. I just listened to the whole album today, actually. But this tune was spun, and that album was spun when we were cleaning up Odding's house after a party with two. What year? Because I want to know if I was there. Oh, this would have been, well, high school. So spring of 82 was probably one of the last parties we had there. So it was the end of our junior year. Correct. And we could put 250 people in his basement, and the house would get trashed. I wasn't there. And then we would go take back all the returnables, and we'd rent a rug cleaner, and we'd have to get a fifth for his brother. But, and then we'd get a case of beer, and we'd spend the whole day cleaning the house. And this album was in the rotation, <laughs> along with this, Aerosmith. Uh, Pavlov's Dog. A, 
a ton of stones because that's who the brother liked the most. And we would just clean the whole house and it would be great. But that's, and that's all I have to say about that. There you go. So my final tune, your girlfriend at the time. Okay. Uh, hit me to this band, the New Radicals. Oh, okay. Yeah. My girlfriend who... Who's still around. <laughs> Who became my wife? Thank, hey, thank whoa, you. Whoa. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so so the new radicals, one album. That's it. This this kid from from a, a posh little suburb over on the edge of Detroit mm-hmm. goes out to L.A., finds a couple guys, cuts a couple albums, kills it. They no, they don't do shit. He comes back. Oh. He comes. Well, actually, no. He went out to do solo records. Comes back, forms a band. Does one album is the New Radicals, 1988, 1998, sorry. Yeah. It is freaking awesome. Killed it. I spun the beans out of that. But, but that's an album that there, there are some that just defy time. You can't, you can't pigeonhole it based on a good, sound. Good point. Yeah. This one is just It, hold, it holds up it, big it, time. It totally holds up. So he cut one album, then he quit. He broke up the band. And he's gone on to produce uh, Enrique uh, Iglesias, some of the Spice Girls, Ron and Keating, Hanson, uh, worked with Santana, Rick Knowles. Just, and I went through... So you're uh, saying he's done okay. He's done okay. He's only a couple of years younger than us. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he, uh, I, I went on, in all music, you can, you can hit a tab that says credits. So you've got biography, discography, awards, and credit. So credit as a producer, as a co-writer, as a musician. Oh, nice. It goes on forever. This guy has touched hundreds and hundreds of bands. And he can still walk down the street. Well, maybe he doesn't want to. Who knows? New Radicals. The song is Maybe You've Been Brainwashed to 1998. I'll put it on the list. Gare, final one. Ending strong here. Strong here. Go. Black Sabbath, the name of the tune is Turn Up the Night, from the 1981 album (laughs) Mob Rules. Now, this was the little man, Ronnie James' second album with Sabbath. Five foot two, maybe? Heaven and Hell, first album, good album. I saw this at um, Joe Louis Arena, and I'll never forget, they took a break, which was kind of weird. During that, you know, normally the concert, two hours, whatever. But Sabbath took a little, like, 10-minute break. And it was like, ooh. Turned up the lights at Joe Lewis. The smoke was unbelievable. Thick as hell. And uh, Carson and Gall were sitting on the other side of Joe Lewis. They saw us. We saw them. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, fellas. And, of course, we had our shirts that we bought, and we were... Wearing at the concert, which is a little taboo. Oh, that's a fox paw. Little taboo. Yep. But when they turned up the lights, that was the funniest thing because we were right at the same tier, and it was like, "Hey, man, what's up?" So I went down uh, with my girlfriend uh, to see McCartney a couple of years ago. Okay. And I'm standing up because my back always hurts, right? So this must have been like five years ago. He's down at Joe Lewis. So we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, my phone beeps. And I lift it up, and I look, and there's a text, and there's a picture of me standing up at Joe Lewis, and there, I'm the only one standing up, and I'm just like, what the? Weird, you? creepy. Doug. 
<laughs> Doug T. Nice. You know? And I'm like, hey, Doug, where are you? Section three, da 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 da. Just funny as hell. Well, dude, that's like when we were at the uh, the Royal Albert for the Christmas extravaganza. Oh, and yeah, looking look, across. We could look across. Hello. What's up? Hello. Okay, <laughs> 10 tunes from me. Ten, ten, yep. 10 tunes from Gare. We're going to put them on a Spotify playlist. We're also going to, we're going to ask you that you subscribe to our channel, our podcast channel. Do us a like. Send this to anybody you know who digs rock and roll because we've sent them out to a lot of people. And in our next episode, we'll get into some of the, uh, the numbers and where we're being listened to, et cetera, et cetera. And that's all I've got for today. I'm good. You're good? Yep. I'm good too. We are out of here. See ya.